Hi guys, welcome back to RT's Share Tea with me, your host, Linda Fry, the asthma lady, where respiratory therapists live out loud. Right, guys? So today we're going to talk about something that may sound a little weird, but it is the topic of going backwards to move forward right? So usually when we hear going backward, it's like negative, but I'm going to tell you uh, situations or situations where this can actually help you. All right. And so we're talking about going backwards to move forward. So I'm going to tell you a story of my early career as a respiratory therapist. So I started as a a night shift respiratory therapist at a level one trauma center in New York, Queens. And pretty much, um, after three months orientation, you are put in the emergency room, um, sink or swim, <laughs> pretty much just to put it out there. So you put your, your sink or swim, you're put in, in the emergency room and it's a little scary <laughs> because it's so fast paced and you see a lot very quickly. But once you get the hang of it and um, you intubate, um, put the breathing tube in successfully, which I was terrible at at first. Um, but once I got the hang of it, I started to um, like, yeah, like the ER because um, it was just so fast. And, and that was young Linda was for it. You understand? Uh, so, um, so yeah. So one of my memorable nights covering the emergency room, um, we, I was getting, uh, a male patient that, um, had a bad accident at work. So basically his job was to check, check the child pressures of the planes, um, at JFK and he got into a bad accident. So, okay. So now we're waiting for him to come in. Um, by the ambulance in the trauma bay and a nurse comes in coddling something in a blanket in her arm and I'm like oh okay I didn't know that a baby was a part of the accident and the nurse is like no this is not a baby this is the man's arm so I said I said the arm got here before the man so I said why I said why I can only imagine what he looks like when he comes through these doors. So he comes in and, uh, shockingly he's alive and, and breathing. Uh, but he is in pain of course, and passing in and out from this pain, blood everywhere. Uh, it is quite a scene. <laughs> so I, my lab coat was done that night. Uh, that, that, <laughs> that shift, I had to throw my lab coat out, but anyway, um, anyway, he got, he got intubated. We put the breathing tube in. He got, um, stabilized. He was, he was, he was stable and he was transferred out to get his arms reattached. And to, to, to let you know what the other arm looked like, uh, if you ever put hot dog in a microwave and it blew up, that's what the arm looked like. Okay. Just for FYI, just in case anybody wanted the visual. Okay. So that was my night that night. Very memorable. Um, um, but anyway, boom, after one year of dealing with, uh, those, 
cases in the emergency room. I joined um, an agency where I covered another hospital and mainly was in the emergency room over there. But this emergency room was not a level one trauma center. It was more like dealing with frequent flyers with the package deal. Now, if you don't know what that means, frequent flyers mean someone or a, a, a patient that comes back repeatedly to the ER for the same thing. And the package deal means that they have a whole lot of stuff going on at the same time, a whole lot of chronic diseases going on at the same time. Uh, they may have asthma, high blood pressure, diabetes, congenital heart failure, uh, with a sprinkle of AIDS and a little bit of mental illness on top of that. Right. So it's a, it's a lot to deal with, uh, uh, you know, per patient. And, um, in this setting, we also saw a lot of crime victims, police shootings, uh, um, mental illness. So it, it's the community. I think um, I wasn't prepared to see how to deal with how sick the community was. Right. And, and you know, I mean, you see it on TV, you know, the news, but, but dealing with it on a regular basis um, between these two settings, it was starting to get to me. I was starting to change. <laughs> and, um, one day I remember, right. I remember like yesterday I was, and this was, we're talking like 2009, right? So I was in the grocery store with my mom in the supermarket and the loudspeaker kept going off. And every time the loudspeaker would go off, I would, I would stand straight. My shoulders would go high and I would look up and it would be like, boom, bananas on sale for 59 cents a pound. And my mom would be looking at me like, oh yes, that is a good price for the bananas. And I'd be like, okay. And it, it would keep happening and I would keep like, you know, standing there. And my mom is like, well, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I'm at work. So the bells, the, the, the loudspeaker going off kept reminding me of the emergency room. So not just that, my friends started to say that I was getting cold and detached. So every time my friends were telling me stories uh, you know, talking about their boyfriend or whatever, I'd be like, okay, well, we'll just leave him. Okay. Well then, well then stay with him. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> They'd be like, well, well, dang, can I just tell you a story? And so I was getting impatient. I started doing random art projects around the house. And my husband was looking at me like, Linda, are you okay? So I, I guess I was just, I, I didn't know how to take all this stuff. And what I realized was, I don't know if this is a real thing and someone can tell me if this is real, but I, I had, I think I had occupational depression. That's what I call it because I felt physically ill at work. Like I just felt not happy and sick at work. And so, but I would show up and do my job and I was, you know, taking care of patients and whatever, but I felt ill. 
And but I, when I went home, I was okay. It was it was just I like I just did not understand it. And then um I eventually had one shift that changed my life. And how I became basically it is my journey. It what happened to me that night is set me on the path to becoming the asthma lady, basically who I am now. So that story I'm gonna save for another episode because it's long. Um, but, um, I do want to share that story with you guys. Right. But anyway, so based on all of these things happening, I decided, okay, you know what? I want to understand the frequent flyers. I want to understand the package deal patient. I want to understand why this community is sick and how to help these type of communities. You understand? So I made the decision to go back to school, get my master's. And to do that, I had to make the decision to take the job that paid me less. So out of all my jobs is this, <laughs> right? Jobs is this, is plural of the plural. It means I had a lot of jobs, okay? So out of all my jobs is this, I had to, Turn, turn a lot of those down, opportunities down. And I had to take the lesser paid job for peace of mind and to have a schedule that would allow me to focus on going to school. And of course, when I told some family and some friends and some coworkers that I was doing that, it made no sense to them. And they were like, well, you're going backwards. Why would you take a job that paid you less? And why would you go back to school? For people were just like, well, you're not going to make more money with that degree. <laughs> I mean, not that I asked them that, but uh, folks definitely was quick to let me know that getting my master's in public health uh, wouldn't mean anything or wouldn't give me more money. But it was one of the best decisions I made in my career. And it is why I am here now. So I'm here to tell you guys that it is okay to go backwards, to move forwards, right? So if you were a supervisor, you took a supervisory job or a management job, and you realize like, this is just the worst timing, um, you need peace, uh, um, you're miserable, the team is miserable, then it's okay to go back to being a staff therapist it's okay to come off from being management and go back to staff it is not a failure it is a redirection right so don't let anyone tell you it's a failure it's a redirection because you're giving yourself the opportunity to better yourself to get you know to go to go to school to do self-care to just learn new things and, 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 you know, get just, just to be a better version of you. Okay. So know that it doesn't have to make sense to other people. As long as you know that you're on your journey towards being a better version of yourself. And trust me, this will propel you forward, will propel you further than where you were before. Trust and believe going backwards to move forwards. Best to believe, okay? 
I have been through it. Folks will watch you and it won't make sense. But I'm telling you, this path, it, 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 it's okay. Okay. All right, guys. So I hope I helped someone today. I hope I'm making sense. Um, and that, um, uh, um, I helped at least one person understand that, that this is an option and it is a choice that you can make in your career. All right, guys. So thank you so much for listening. And I just want to say, um, happy holidays to everybody. And with that being said, uh, the Christmas, the Christmas and the holiday season is here. And so many children have been out of the home due to storms like Hurricane Ida and all these uh, super storms and natural disasters. So let's bring hope and cheer to these children uh, this holiday season. The First Baptist Church of Hillside, New Jersey is having a toy drive this month and taking financial dono donations on FBC, F as in Frank, B as in boy, C as in cat, slash, um, sorry, dash, Hillside, H-I-L-L-S-I-D-E dot org and click on the give button where um, there'll be a prop down for the toy giveaway. Okay, so please guys, if you guys have been blessed this year to work and um, you're not struggling, you know, you know, we know this is a hard time with the pandemic. If you have been blessed this year, let's bless these kids. Okay, guys. So, um, or you can also drop it off to the asthma lady, me, Linda, um, at 760 Broadway, Woodhall Hospital. That's 760 Broadway, Brooklyn, New York, 11206. And um, you can actually drop it off to the hospital and ask for the asthma lady. They'll know exactly who you're talking about. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining me again. Know that we are here every Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And let's just, I just want to encourage you guys to invest in yourself and to only compete with yesterday's version of you. All right, guys, thank you so much, and I'll see you soon.